0: The devil inside me. Drive. My girlfriend picked me up from the airport in Oklahoma City after I flew in from Newport Beach. Wasted on eight vodkas and my dealer was not returning my text. I needed to get a couple of eight balls. Where the heck is he? Nothing made me more angry than not being able to score when I wanted to. My hormones were raging but nothing. Nothing like it would feel when I got that third line of cocaine in my system. Where is he? Where the f is he? I was so preoccupied with trying to score coke I barely paid attention to my girlfriend. Maybe I should tell her that I love her or something. Go to the sit. Yeah, I told her. I told her we're going to our regular spot. It's a bar in North Oklahoma City to drink some fireball, play ping-pong, and of course, look for blow. We always had fun at The Sip, the bar I drank at in high school. The Sip is where I used to go in my youth when I ventured out from the south side of Oklahoma City, sneaking up to hang out with the Northsiders. (laughs) Now that I lived in that area, as an adult, I was there four days a week. It did not matter if I was in mountain biking gear, a custom suit, workout clothes, or whatever. All were welcome at that bar. It's like they say in church come as you are But this was a bar and the patron (laughs) the patrons actually took this invitation literally The fact that I was the fact that there was a ping-pong table in the middle of the bar was one thing But the bathrooms that allowed multiple people to enter a single toilet room was another if you wanted to do drugs in a bar This was the safest place on earth to do it (laughs) It always been the easiest place to score but this night was different. We never ended up getting cocaine that night. I was so drunk at that point, and I just wanted to go home because throwing up again was not the look I was going for. Doing cocaine just then would have been the last thing I could have mustered as my stomach felt like rotten root beer. In my drunken stupor, I was still daydreaming about the fun I had while I was away. The thought occurred to me, that I should tell my girlfriend about the bathhouse in LA, the orgy in Newport Beach, and that I wanted her to try Tina. But I got scared. I did not want to ruin a good thing. In case she got mad at me, I chose to hide this part of the truth. Instead, I told her how much I missed her, how much I loved her, and how much I masturbated thinking about her and all the fun we had together with other guys. This was my way of showing her how much I loved her. She was always good about sending me pictures and expressing how much she missed me between her legs. I also had hundreds of pictures and videos of her with me and or other guys. (laughs) Images and videos I used as bait on sex apps to attract our newest sex toy in human form. While I was home I tried to convince her that we needed a boyfriend. That might have been the drugs talking, I'm not really sure. I wasn't really attracted to men in a romantic way. But the sex was fun. And when I was high, I became obsessed with anal play, with penis, and having men come over to pleasure us, or just me. We argued a lot about who we brought into the bedroom. My preferred method was finding guys online or through sex apps. She wanted to meet somebody more organically, she actually cared about what they looked like <laughs> and if they had a good personality. I just cared about what they look like from the waist down, well, maybe the chest down. It was then, it was then she made an argument that we could find maybe one or two guys that we could see on the regular. That gave me the idea that, eh, maybe we should just have a boyfriend. In all reality though, I like the chaste and random sex way more. Sex with random partners was playing Russian roulette for sure. But it was also more exciting to me. Once she did enough cocaine and drunk, drank enough alcohol, she would relax her resolve, and I would end up getting my way. I always got my way. On occasion, we would meet a really cool guy that I wouldn't have mind having as a regular play toy, but it would never last long. I think they would either get freaked out about the amount of drugs we were doing. Or they would figure out that we just enjoyed another man before they came over, or had someone come over as soon as they left. Either way, they didn't come back. Sometimes they were secretly married, but that was never really fun to find out. Look at me, a man with morals. (laughs) For whatever reason, the ones we hit it off with the most never came back. Honestly, that was okay with me. I never wanted anyone getting too close to me where they could potentially blow our cover or even try to blackmail us. She started to work for me and it was her job to hold things down while I was away. I went away on business trips building our skincare business <laughs> and, uh, and cheating on her of course. Technically it wasn't cheating though, but I, I, you know, I never, I never saw it as cheating. It was just sex with guys. Lots of guys. It wasn't like I was letting them have a piece of my heart or anything. It was just sex. At least, that's what I convinced myself. I kept hearing the word West echo in my ears that night. West. West. Every five minutes, West. Before I passed out drunk, only hours after getting home from being gone for two weeks, I said to her, I gotta get the F out of here. Where are you going, she asked. West. I think I'll go to Denver and decide from there. I feel like I just need to get in the car and drive. I feel like I need to have some drive time to be able to think about how we can grow our company into what it's supposed to be. Plus, it'd be just like the good old days. A Good way to clear my head and get my mind right. The next morning, I packed my brand new $105,000 BMW X5 M Ultra, super souped up. With custom suits and workout clothes, I kissed her and my English Bulldog Zoe goodbye and headed west The drive was beautiful and peaceful although the one thing I was not prepared for was a spring blizzard snow in the spring As I arrived in Denver, a blizzard had shut down most of the main roads. However, I still managed to make it to dinner with my friend and his wife, who started distributing our skincare line in Nicaragua and Colorado. The next day, the blizzard became more intense, so I decided to head to Las Vegas to see my friends who had sold their pizza distributorship for over a billion dollars and stay at their home for a few days. Getting to Las Vegas was a shock to my system, going from a blizzard of over 90, to over 90 degrees. By the time I showed up at my friend's insanely beautiful home, I had it all to myself. I went out to their pool to get some sun and smoke a new sativa I would picked up along the drive. I am not sure if it was in, at the incredible high or it was the power of the sunshine, but I started to see flashes of the life I had been living. Money was escaping me like I had a plague, and I started to envision my future reality. Not liking what I saw, I walked back into the house, grabbed a bottle of tequila, a cup of ice, and then went back to sitting by the pool. I could not drink away the concern fast enough. The next morning, I woke up with a weighted blanket of guilt and shame all over me. What am I doing? Oh, I have to stop this. I need to leave here. I'm alone, and all I want to do is fill this void with my normal prescription of coke and meth and sex. (sighs) I could not do that here, though. They have cameras everywhere. I guess I could take an Uber to a bathhouse. Hmm. No, 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 no. I have to stop this. I have to stop this. No more. No more. No more. I told myself over and over. I've told myself this a million times, but I I meant it this time, right? I I meant it. I meant it. I meant it yeah, I meant it. Yeah, this is it. I sent my girlfriend a message to tell her that I missed her and that I planned to leave for LA in a few days. I shared with her my conviction about taking a break from drinking and partying. I told her it was time. I was exhausted and I knew that I could not make enough money to keep up with this lifestyle. I have no idea how she felt about all of it, but I knew keeping up with this double life was going to be hard enough. In order to have the life I wanted, I needed to stop partying and get my mind right. My obsession with sex and drugs consumed me all day, every day up to that point. Even when I was not partying, I was plotting the next sexual adventure with men from sex apps, sex apps and online sites. I spent the next week detoxing white-knuckling life, as I did everything I could to stop compulsively thinking about drugs, sex, and the financial mess I was in, I started to feel good again. (laughs) Not good like, you know, I felt when I was high, but I began to feel normal, and I started paying attention to the Charles Stanley devotionals that my mom sent me nearly every day. God, those those devotionals drove me nuts. Every day. Every day. I don't want to read this crap, but right now, hmm. Wow, it's amazing how different this is when you're sober. Huh, can I actually understand what this says? As I began to feel lighter and better, I began to believe that maybe I wasn't bisexual after all. Maybe I could be normal. I felt inspired to turn my company around and become who I was created to be. I knew I had a special skincare product and I was determined to make some big deals happen in L.A. Determined to make my dreams come true in the process. So I packed up my car again and headed west to the city of angels. L.A., here I come.